Well, the weekend's almost here, so let's check in with Will Pappenfuss of Northwoods Bait, find out where the fish are biting in Paul Bunyan country. Plus, it's Lake of the Weekday. It's all coming up next. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan Country Hey, I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for joining me for Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Today on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, we're getting you ready for the weekend. We've got Will Pappenfuss joining us. Uh, he works at Northwoods Bait, runs in the AIM tournament with uh, Nick Sakala, and he does some guiding as well. Uh, first off, Will, thanks for joining the show today. Thanks, Kev. Always, uh, always fun to be on here. So. Where have you been fishing lately? You know, kind of all over. We just uh, we got done with our last aim qualifier on Winnie here last weekend on Saturday. I've uh, just been kind of fishing around here lately. I was on cast the other night, and it was pretty decent. I actually went over to Wolf and caught a few for uh, Wally League here, so it's uh, been pretty decent so far. Tell us a little bit about what's going on on Cast Lake. I know that uh, definitely the last few years has become even more of a low-light fishery, and uh, it seems like evening bite or morning bite is the, is the way to go. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been seeing, too. Um, you know, if you get a little wind during the day, you definitely can uh, catch them during the day. But it seems that if it goes flat calm, it's kind of tough to find them. But uh, if you can find them during the day, usually, you know, they're going to eat. It's just how well they're going to eat is the thing. You know, the best has been throwing you know, ripping style baits like jig wraps or puppet minnows, stuff like that, just to try and get a reaction out of them. And I know guys have been pulling big minnows and stuff like that, but... They just haven't been uh, as aggressive if the wind isn't blowing just because of the clarity out there. So in the evening, uh, where are you finding the fish? Seems that they've been on top of the on top of structure, on top of the rocks. There's a lot of crayfish out there right now, and I mean, if you if anybody's been out there lately, they'll know that if they you know try pulling lindy rigs around or just leeches and crawlers in general, that they're they're going to be catching a few crayfish mixed in. So. All those crayfish will be sliding up in the rocks in the evenings, and those fish are not too far behind. You know, um, Cass Lake is just loaded with fish. That whole chain really is. Um, it's not a matter of, uh, <clears throat> of of having fish. It's a matter of finding fish, and that's that's always the uh, the quest for an angler. But, again, with the changes uh, zebra mussels have brought to that lake, it's been an adjustment period for guys uh, who are used to fishing a certain way for so many years, having to to move and find new spots yeah for sure it seems that uh for the last just after i've been fishing that lake probably well about a year after i came up here for college so it's been it's been a few years now but it seems that every year is just different you know you just got to check different spots and sometimes the weeds grow better in one spot than the other each year and you know it's seems that you're seeing a few more weeds pop up lately but the, the crayfish are really starting to bloom out there so it's it's just changing constantly, so you got to keep finding new spots and keep uh, keep on them. You know, you really got to trust trust your electronics out there. And the nice thing is is that uh, most of it's sand, so if you can 
dial in your sight imaging on your graph, you can uh, you can have no problem uh, finding fish out there. Okay. Well, you were mentioning you were on uh, Winnie for the AIM tournament. How did it go for you and Nick, and uh, and what were you finding for walleyes on that lake? Well, Nick actually didn't fish this one. It was actually me and my buddy Stephen Roller. Oh, okay. Yeah, we went to school together, so he, he's been filling in with uh, Nick out with his new kid ah. that he just had in July. <laughs> so, uh, but we, uh, I mean, we, we caught fish. It was, I mean, we can't complain. I think we finished up in 17th place. You know, we had a couple that decided that they uh, didn't want to see the boat and stuck off our line, but that's the way uh, derby fishing goes, I've learned. So, But, I mean, we, we figured out a pattern, did pretty good. Uh, we were pulling spinners mostly around the rocks. You know, we were kind of doing a little bit different from what everybody else was, and it seems that we were catching a little bit more fish. It was just trying to get the right ones to eat. So the AIM tournament, is a it's a catch, photo, and release tournament. So are you allowed to just, is it just your biggest fish that you catch? There's, there's no, yep. okay. You can, you can, you, yeah, you can record as many fish as you'd like and you just pick your best five at the end of the day. All right. Well, I think for, um, uh, for Lake Winnie, that's the perfect tournament because the, the thing about Winnie the last few years is there's lots of fish in that slot and beyond the slot, some good size fish in there. Uh, if you're out trying to get eaters, it's been a little bit tough, but, but, Action-wise, Winnie has been a great lake. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of those seven to twelve inches in there right now, and in a couple of years, if those fish can make it, it's going to be a phenomenal fishery. But uh, it seems that they're either going to be twelve inches or they're going to be twenty to twenty-three inches <laughs> right now. <laughs> so it's a, there's a little bit of a gap, and I think during the three days I spent out there, I think I've caught. I want to say four or five fish that were from 14 to you know 19 inches and i think that has been the frustration particularly for guides who have been you know the 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 tourists and the visitors come up and they want to catch some walleyes and they want to have a fish fry so you got to get them in that eater size and that has been the challenge on on leech or on uh, on winnie that's for sure yeah absolutely but i mean if you, if guys just want to go out and catch fish and you know have a great time i mean those fish out there are healthy they're fat they're angry they're super fun to catch it's, it's a great fishery right now okay yeah i'm i'm expecting by next summer and maybe even this winter we'll start to hear some you know just really good numbers as far as that that eater size fish we've been waiting for they're they're close that's for sure we are checking out the Paul Bunyan Country Fishing Scene with Will Pappenfuss. A lot more to come with Will later in the show, but up next, it's Lake of the Weekday. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. This is FPBC presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, holy Once again, it is Lake of the Weekday, and we're checking in with Andy Thompson, the Acting Area fishery Supervisor out of the Bemidji office. Our lake today, or this week, is Delwater. And you know what? About the all, only thing I know about Delwater Lake firsthand is the neighbor kids from years ago used to go to Camp Delwater. So <laughs> that's what I know about Delwater. Um, tell me a little bit about it. I know it's uh, it's hidden away up north. Yeah, and there is a camp there it's still, I believe. Okay. I think it's still active. Um, yeah, it's north of uh, north north and west of Bemidji, about 30 miles. It's uh, 
Mm. It's near Balm Lake, if you know where that is. And it's right along Highway 32. So if you're driving along along that road, you pretty much go around most of it. Okay, and I was I was taking a look at everything uh, you know in the in the uh, in the list of uh, fish sampled, and as you might expect, uh, of a smaller lake in our neck of the woods, bluegills, crappies, bass, northerns, uh, the usual suspects. Yep, yep. It's a smaller lake, about two hundred acres, uh, maximum depth of twenty nine feet, and uh, the the southern third of the lake is is real shallow and, and heavily vegetated and it that kind of that lake morphometry kind of results in uh, an abundant sunfish population there's a, a lot of sunfish in there they grow slowly uh, partly because there's so many of them but it's a great place to just have a lot of action and, and catch a lot of sunfish it's got crappies that can be good at times um and uh, it's even got a, a presence of walleyes that uh, have have maintained themselves in their uh, low density population. And the pike do pretty well in there. Pike and bass are the predators that really uh, thrive in there, um, partly to the the large panfish population. They've got plenty to eat in there. Yeah, you can tell that because even with the fourteen uh, northerns per gillnet, they're still averaging over three pounds. Yeah, there's some nice-sized fish in there. That'd be a good place to take advantage of the, the new zone regulations that we've had in place here recently where you can keep some small pike and, and uh, maybe a, a nice one as well. As I noted, it, it's a ways out there, and it's a smaller lake. I'm assuming it doesn't get a ton of pressure. It's pretty lightly fished. Uh, I don't see uh, – we, we drive for, for work. We always seem to be driving through that area. And uh, there's a there's a nice public access on the west side, and very rarely is anybody out there. Okay, yeah, and it's well, there, there's so many to choose from. You you tend to forget some of these or not even have heard of them, which is kind of what we like for for the Lake of the Week feature. And and as you noted, if there's not a lot of people out there, I, I'm assuming there's a camp there. Other than that, how developed is that lake? Uh, very lightly developed. There's a, a handful of cabins on the shoreline and a, a farm on the south end and a camp on the east side, and that's about it. So lots of un, uh, uh, lots of nice um, natural th- uh, things to look at while you're on the lake. I'm sure there's a lot of wildlife running around in that area. Uh, certainly, you know, loons and ducks and all the things that uh, can keep your kids occupied if, it, if your kids are at that age where if the fish aren't biting, they can get bored real quick. Yeah, that's right. There's a, there's a lot of animals running around that that area. Well, again, uh, you noted that it was off County Road 32. Um, so, if you were if we were going out there from Bemidji, how do we get to 32 first of all? Yeah, take uh, Highway 2 west from Bemidji to Wilt the Wilton area where Highway 89 picks up from north, going north from Highway 2. Then you want to follow 89 north for uh, about 20 miles, and then you'll come to the intersection of Highway 32 and go west from there. And then then you're just within uh, five or six miles, and, and uh, Highway 32 will take you around the north end of the lake, and it'll curve and follow down along the west side, and that's where the access is. You'll, you'll drive right by it.
Okay. Again, uh, all the types of fish we like to catch, crappies and bluegills and bass and northerns, walleyes even, uh, and nice-sized walleyes if you get them, by the way. Um, Any uh, things we need to be concerned about on that lake? Any AIS issues or anything like that? Uh, nothing that uh, that we're aware of has made its way into there with uh, light boat traffic and you know no no connections to any other uh, infested waters. It's it's holding its own so far. Okay, and uh, uh, even though it's uh, self-contained water, I think it looks like it uh, gets deep enough that we don't ever have to worry about uh, uh, winter kill or anything like that on that lake. Well, it actually does have a history of winter kill. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and uh, that's been. Our management has kind of been aimed at uh, just, you know, making that, making sure that we know about that, and then reintroducing some species. Uh, the last winter kill that that occurred out there was in uh, mid '90s, and uh, we were able to reintroduce bass and panfish uh, after that. All right. It's Delwater Lake. It is our Lake of the Week. Andy Thompson, the Acting Area Fisheries Supervisor, with the details. Andy, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me on. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Checking in with Will Pappenfuss. And Will, as always, as I drive past Bemidji, I look over that green hue on the lake, which happens every August, and that algae bloom sure helps fishing remain solid on Lake Bemidji a lot of times rather than falling into those dog day doldrums. Yeah, I've actually heard quite a few good reports. You know, once the algae gets there, it seems that the fish uh, just keeps flying shallower. You know, it's kind of nice. You know, you don't have to go around and try catching them out of deep water and everything goes back nice. But uh, I know a lot of guys have been pulling some crawlers around in the weeds and, you know, this is a time where, you know, the rock pile and grassy island and stuff like that really heats up and guys can pull spinners across there and do pretty good and the evening bites actually been pretty decent here too i've you know there was i wanted i bet 15 boat and trailer or truck and trailers here the other night you just all going out trolling for the last couple hours after dark so it's been uh it's been a good bite from what i've been seeing okay excellent uh, it's such a great lake there's so many walleyes in there it's and so healthy um and uh it just just keeps going and going and going uh, but that uh, that algae bloom in August is is a real game changer. It makes uh, Bemidji fishing a little bit easier than it might otherwise be. That I think is something you know a lot of anglers are watching closely to see how significant the zebra mussels get to be on Lake Bemidji because that could really affect that bloom down the road. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just like Cass and Winnie and you know Leech is starting to get them too. It's just. It's just going to keep pushing those fish deeper, or you're just going to need a, a windy day to get out there and get them shell. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yes. Um, so uh, what about other species? What are you hearing from anglers going after old bass, muskies, uh, panfish? What's going on? Bass has been pretty uh, pretty on fire lately. You know, guys have been throwing frogs around in the edge of the reeds and lily pads, and they seem to be on the chow here lately. From what I've heard, you know, we've had our bass leak here every Wednesday night and guys everybody's been catching fish so it's great to see you know and musky fishing has been on fire from what it sounds like guys have been seeing fish every time out and getting at least one or two to eat so everything kind of seems like it's been going good for Mm -hmm. August so it's been good have you heard of any particular lakes as far as muskies go that that are hotter right now on the best lake 
I heard quite a few guys going on cast and seeing some good ones. You okay. know, it's just been getting them to eat. But most guys have been fishing plantain and Bemidji. Um, Kitchy a little bit, too, I've heard. Just okay. kind of getting out and trying to find the ones that want to eat. Yeah. Well, that's the trick with all species, isn't it? Yeah, that it is. <laughs> what, uh, what What is your favorite time of year to fish? My favorite time of year would probably be the fall. Okay. Everybody's out um, duck hunting or deer hunting, and I have the whole lake basically to myself, and it's usually the best bite, and all the fish are usually shallow, and it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's my favorite time because they're just sitting there wailing on giants and there's not a boat in sight it's kind of fun that is a really popular time for the hardcore angler because you're right the bite is excellent they're they're definitely hungry they're getting ready for winter and the lake is quiet uh, and you can pick your spot and very good chance nobody else is going to catch on to it and and, and crowd you because there's plenty of room out there um is there a, a, a time of the autumn? Is there like a, a certain water temp? But when you see it, the surface temp is at this, and you're going, okay, we're on now. Yeah. My favorite um, lake to fish in the fall is Leech. And usually once that main lake hits 57 degrees is usually when that green light hits. Those fish start moving shallow, and they start putting the feed bag on. And that kind of seems to be the, the story around here as well. But definitely when it hits that... 57 mark is when I'm okay. I'm going to go out and I'm going to fish as much as I can whenever I can because they're going to be chewing. What do you like to use that time of year? I like just hucking like eight, nine inch creek chubs on a or on a jig and I'll just throw it up shallow and I'll just let her swim around up there on the rocks and the fish will just come up and grab it and I just let them take her a little bit and then reel down and send her home. Anything else going on out there we need to know about? Um, the perch bite's actually been pretty decent. Mm. A lot of guys have been coming in. They've been going two, three scoops of fatheads at a time and just going out in the weeds out in front of, like, you know, the Cameron Park area, um, DNR bar, all that stuff. Guys have been doing really good on jumble perch lately. Okay. I know you do a little bit of guiding. Um, do you have some spots available if somebody wants to use your services? Yeah, absolutely. They can give me a call at 320-360-5333. Otherwise, check us out on Facebook. Uh, me and Nick Sakella actually do our, are starting our own thing, iCrazy Guide Service. You can check us out on Facebook there, or shoot us a message, or just shoot one of us a call. Okay, that sounds excellent. Um, is, um, is there any more AIM tournaments this year? Uh, we have our championship on Lake of the Woods here at the end of August, so it's going to be it's going to be a slugfest. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. So you're in, huh? Yep. All you have to do is uh, fish three out of four tournaments. So it doesn't matter how good or bad you do. If you fish three, you qualify for the championship. So it's kind of fun. Uh, most people in the state of Minnesota are at least somewhat familiar with uh, Lake of the Woods. Have you been up there quite a bit? I was up there, I'd say, two weeks ago for a couple of days. Okay. Just because I had guys coming here telling me how many 28s, 29s, and 30s they've been catching, so I figured I should go sniff around a little bit, and lo and behold, they were not lying. <laughs> yeah, the last, oh, I'd say two, three years, uh, that lake has just never shut down. Uh, any time of the season, through the winter, it just keeps cranking out fish. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. It's definitely a walleye capital of the world. I mean, there's there's no lying there. It's unreal. Uh, Wolf Happenfuss from Northwoods Bait. He is uh, getting ready for the AIM National Championship. Uh, he and Nick Sakala. What is it, I-Crazy? I, I crazy? Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Uh, and, yeah, you can check that out on the web. Will, thanks for taking time today. Yeah, thanks, Kev. Tomorrow we'll wrap up the week checking in with Jared Houston over in the Duluth Superior area. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. Michelle!